The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Happy Monday. I know it's Monday. It's hard to say no, happy I, and Monday I, I like, together. I think the question here is, Eric, are you okay? I mean, you just came back from the tropical islands of San Diego. Back to... <laughs> tropical islands. Back to what we call H-E double-double hockey sticks. And that would be the wintry wonderlands of Cache Valley. Where it's, it's actually been pretty mild. 20 degrees. It was, yeah, well, it was, it was foggy when week. I got here, when I got back, but it cleared off. It's been pretty mild. It's not bad. I mean, it was better in San Diego, not going to lie. Much prefer to be there right now than you just looked like, sitting so, across the table I mean, you. And then you come back to where your roof pretty much collapsed on your desk for about a whole week yeah. <laughs> consistently. And I was going to take photos. Well, actually, I, okay, I did take photos, and then Rod, Mr. Eeyore, tells me I can't send them to you because you're on vacation. That made me feel bad about it. I was like, Rod, you could write a story on this and post the photos and Eric could see it. He wasn't thrilled about that idea either. That's right. There was another employee who sent me pictures. I saw. <laughs> I saw what was going on before I arrived. <laughs> it was like a, some leak in the roof. Like, and it uh, <laughs> was coming down and coming down the side of the roof. Tiles are the best part coming apart. The best part is walking into uh, walking into the building today and seeing you stuck in the corner of a cubicle. <laughs> Just saying, yeah, I got moved. <laughs> I got moved. The temp got moved. It, and it, it man, it threw me off hard today. Oh, I know. I come over and I'm like, "Hey, I got Craig Smith audio," and you kind of stare at me blank, like, "Okay, well, what time is it?" And I'm like, "It's five minutes. Five minutes to, to showtime." Show Oh, I got to get going. We have a show. <laughs> Jeez, Eric, welcome back, man. This isn't San Diego, man. You're in the real world. You're in my world now. If I'm in your world, then that's frightening. <laughs> uh, Eric, it is, it's one of those days where we're glad to have a two-hour show. Uh, we have a loaded amount to talk about. Uh well, we are going to get to Utah State it's Bull a big game. weekend. Yeah, we're going to get to all the Bull stuff. We're going to get to that in the second hour because um, I've had listeners, and I know you've had listeners too, say, hey, we tune in at 5 o'clock and we missed everything. So we're going to actually throw all that stuff into the 5 o'clock hour so that all our 5 o'clock hour listeners who join our 4 o'clock listener group can all listen at the same time to one thing, and it'll be grandiose. It's one of the rules of radio. They tell you that you know, people... Most people listen in 10 to 15-minute segments. Mm-hmm. And so, there, sadly, there are some people in our building who refuse to believe that. And they think that whenever they turn on the microphone, the full audience is there. And they stay with them until they turn the microphone off. That just simply is not the case. Uh, so, we'll touch on some things here in this hour. But uh, if you have to step away, you can join us again in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll go a little bit deeper on some of the things about Utah State and the bowl that they're going to. Uh, you know, Gary Anderson had a press conference over the weekend about it, so we'll hear that in its entirety. Hear his thoughts about what he knows about Kent State, uh, kind of scheduling for this week and next, preparing for the bowl, so uh, and how that kind of factors into the early re- signing period and recruiting, uh, which is going on right now. So um, Utah State basketball, a couple of conference victories. And yet, winning two games <laughs> knocks them out of the top 25. Unbelievable what's going on there with the top 25 uh, and Utah State. The lack of respect is just shocking. Um, and then there's some reports about Jordan Love, about his future, and it's getting some interesting uh, reactions. Uh, and so I wanted to uh, get some of your perspectives and your reactions to that as well. Um, but the, the bowl picture is now set. We know Utah State's going to the Frisco Bowl. That's the easiest way to say it. This smoothie something, I don't... Tropical smoothie. Frisco Bowl. 
It's not just tropical. There's another word with it. Oh my gosh! It is the uh, no, yeah. It's the, it's the uh, tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl. There it is, cafe tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl. So, first question is, where in the world is Frisco? It's 30... it's not San Francisco. No, which we would all be thrilled about. Frisco is just outside of Dallas? Just just on the fringe of Dallas, about 30 minutes from downtown Dallas, Texas. So, easy to get to. Yes. Flying to Dallas-Fort Worth. Yes. Short charter bus, yep. and you're there. Yep. But the, the next question is, so now we know geographically where Frisco, Texas is. What's the stadium? Are they playing in a, in a college football stadium? So it's where Are they FC, playing in an NFL stadium? It's where FC Dallas plays, I believe. So, so the answer is no to both of those. It's 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 a stadium that holds 17,000. It's a small soccer stadium. Yeah. Yep. It's, in a, it's a stadium smaller than where Utah State plays. Yeah. And Utah State plays in a small Division I mm-hmm. arena. Correct. And we get Kent State. Kent State Flash. By the way, Julian Edelman's former college where he played quarterback at. Golden Flashes. Yep. Golden Flashes where they have a golden flash about as often as Utah has a tornado. What is a golden flash? Is that, that a meteorological event? Uh, I don't, it I looks don't like know. A, Here, come the on. logo looks like a, a a bird with like a lightning bolt coming out of the. Does it really? What is a gold? I mean, couldn't have been the Golden Eagles. What is a golden flash? So Kent State, uh, they had to win their last three games to be bowl eligible, and they were all really close. They beat Buffalo by a field goal. They beat Ball State by a field goal. And they beat Eastern Michigan by eight points. So their last three victories were within one score. And they had lost three in a row prior to that. They've had a lot of games where they've been close. They've been in a lot of games, even though some of them they they lost. They were pretty competitive in, in some of those. Yeah, no, they've been competitive. This is. Do you remember a few years ago when uh, Utah State played the Akron Zips? In a bowl game in, was it Boise? Or was it, was it New probably, Mexico? Uh, it was in 16. Was, that would probably, gosh, was that? Yeah, it was 2016. It must have been Boise. Was it Boise? It, it was a MAC team. Yeah. Can I remember, yeah, it was Boise. You're right. It was Boise. And Utah State, and Akron had not, not been to a bowl game since like 1932. And they lost that game. So everyone thought this was going to be a smack him around we're going to run away with this thing by the third or second quarter, and we're going to win. Then all of a sudden, they were down. I mean, they ended up losing 23-21. And it was like, and it really was an embarrassing loss for Utah State when you had to have Akron fly all the way across the country, really little participation from the crowd, very little attendance, and you as Utah State, blow it. And so, look, everyone's saying, well, well geez, it's Kent State. It's a crappy team, yada, yada, yada. Be careful. Don't let this one come bite you back in the butt. Right. They're, Utah State's been there before where they were a, a team that hadn't been to a bowl for a long time and they had this momentum behind them and it was really exciting for the team and the fan base to get to a bowl. And that's kind of the situation that Kent State is in. They have not been regular participants in the postseason. The last time they went to a bowl game was what, 2012? 2013? Yeah. yeah. So it's been a long time for them, and it, it's exciting for them to get there. Uh, they were five and three in their conference, six and six overall. So um, Utah State can't come into this one thinking it's going to be a cakewalk because yes, they may be better on paper, but Kent State may have a little more excitement for being in the bowl game. Yeah, not to say I don't think Utah State doesn't have excitement no, to go to a bowl excited. game. I mean, these seniors want to go out on a bowl win. This yes. is a chance to be able to do so. Mike, well, there's one big question I have to this. 
and we'll bring it up in the next segment. Uh, but at, at the same time, again, Kent State is excited to be there, right? I mean, they're 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 in a bowl game and against a high quality Mountain West opponent. So you're going to be able to, you know, go up against an NFL caliber quarterback against. Um, some really good receivers, and, and Kent State will be ready to go as well. Now, in the conference call with the media yesterday, Coach Anderson didn't say much about Kent State. I think he's still wanting to do some studying, get to know who Kent State early is. Early to scout yeah. him. I mean, he just got the invite. Yeah. So, uh, but he'll get he'll get the, the download and the film on on Kent State and go from there. But uh, again, it's a bowl game that we all need to be excited about. Hopefully, you guys can make the trip, and and it really does actually work well timing wise. Because on the eighth, so they they play on the twenty first. On they play the twentieth. On the twentieth, sorry, twentieth. On the Friday. On the eighteenth, Utah State has a Toyota Center for men's basketball taking on South Florida. So what you do is you fly to Houston, go watch Utah State men's basketball team dominate South Florida, get in a car, drive three and a half to four hours over to uh, uh, the Frisco Bowl, go watch the Aggies play there, watch them dominate Kent State, and then. Fly on home. Fly home Saturday morning. Yep. In time to watch Utah State basketball. Take on Florida Take on in Florida. Miami. Yeah. Isn't that a great idea? It, it's... Which I, is know, on one hand, I think that it's it's great for Utah State that it's they're heading to a new venue, right? They've never been to the Frisco Bowl. They've been to many of the others that we discussed as opportunities and possibilities where they might go. Um, and this is a new opportunity. They haven't. They didn't play a game in Texas. Uh-huh. It's a great recruiting area. It's a good opportunity for uh, there's players who have families in in Texas to participate and, and show up. And and past players, I've been seeing their reactions on social media. They're really excited because it's close to home for them. So it, it's a great opportunity in that sense. I think it's harder for a large group of fans to get to. Mm-hmm as opposed to if it was going to be in Boise. But I think that generally, again, this is only 24 hours since this announcement was made. Sure. That, uh, But I think so far the sense is somewhat um, excitement that it's a new place, it's a new venue, um, and that they're going to Texas. Kent State, I haven't heard anybody really excited about that. But it's an opponent that Utah State should be able to play well against. Yes, and the should. seniors should be able to showcase themselves <clears throat> one final time yeah. against a team like Kent State. Uh, the The flip side to it is, like I said, it's I think it'll be a little bit harder for large group of fans to get to. It is a smaller stadium, uh, and it's an opponent that's a little underwhelming. But you know what, Aggies are going bowling, and you take it. Yeah, and then again, it's seven and five record, and I know a lot of people were planning on Arizona. I was too, uh, from what I told. I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I had heard, it was a last minute change. Kind of took everybody off guard. So uh, we accept it. We are happy. The players are excited, right? Players are really excited. So you go out there and you go take care of business, and you and. And you you go out there and you just compete, you know, on your last game. Go out there, get out of there with a bull win, and on a really high note in your college career, or at least on the season for some. And uh, get ready for next year. Um, no, sorry, I'm just looking at. Well, we'll talk about this next segment, but this whole issue, I saw you tweet about it as well. You know what I'm talking about. We'll get into it in a little yeah, bit. That'll that'll be a. T- uh, Topic we've already teased, but um, I know what you're talking about. The uh, there's been some discussion about bowl payouts. Uh, the Frisco Bowl projected payout is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but and which isn't you know too too shabby. It's not as good as it could have been going to Boise, which is cheaper to get to. Um, the thing about bull payouts, they're, they're somewhat misleading. And I think that people need to be careful when they start getting excited or, or, to, or talking about bull payouts because there's a certain amount of that 
which is dependent upon tickets sold. So each school is given a certain allotment of tickets. And if those tickets sell, then that contributes to your bowl payout. Mm-hmm. Now, there were a few years back when Utah State went up to Boise, the team that they were facing, I can't remember if it was the Akron or the my uh, Ohio. Oh, yeah. They couldn't fill their allotment. Utah State had a lot of excitement. Uh, Utah State sold their allotment, and bought more, up extras. They? Yeah. And so it was a, a really good windfall for Utah State because it was cheap to get there and they were able to sell a lot of tickets. Um, but going on the road, traveling to some of these venues, it, it costs more to get there than the potential payout when it all is said and done with all of the, uh, the travel expenses, what you're on the hook for for tickets. So that, that's always a reminder that if you're going to buy tickets to any of these bowls, make sure you go through the USU ticket office. Yes, Because if you absolutely. go just through the venue, you could be costing opportunities for Utah State. Yeah, no. I, I, or your favorite school. That is a great point. So just, just keep I, that in mind. Hey, by the way, I was doing some research here. So the Kent State used to be known as Kent State Normal College. I'm not even joking. It used to be known as Kent State Normal College. In 1923, Kent State became the home to the Kent State Silver Foxes in honor of the first school president, John McGilvery, who owned a Silver Fox Ranch. Just three years later, a contest was held to determine Kent State's new mascot. The winner was given a $25 prize. Now, remember, 1923, so $25 is like $2 million. And in 20, not a bad payout. 1926, the Kent State Golden Flashes were born. The name caught on when Oliver Wolcott, a Kent State football player, told the new name to a local newspaper editor. The Golden Flash originated back in 26, but the symbols to represent the Flash had changed over the years. Uh, they've ranged from the Lightning Bolt logos and even to a Golden Retriever, who is named Mac the Flash, and then finally the current Golden Eagle Flash. Uh, the Golden Retriever Flash was adopted as the mascot in 1951. Ten years later, it was replaced by a cartoon character named Grog. G-R-O-G. <laughs> Grog renamed the school's, uh, re- remained the school's mascot until 72 when the Golden Flasher was adopted. According to the library website, the, the Golden, Golden Flasher? Flasher was a masked figure oh, no. who dressed oh, no. in a blue and gold who rode in a gold palomino or palomino horse. Palomino? Yes, horse. <laughs> Just two seasons later in 73, the masked figure lost the horse and began sporting a lightning bolt in each hand. He became known, simply known as Golden Flash. This new mascot only lasted two years. In 85, the athletic department decided to unveil a new mascot during homecoming. They decided the mascot would be a golden eagle to score to correspond with the golden flashes. Uh, and Dolan, uh, let's see, students in the Kent Technology and Education Club put about 265 hours of work into constructing a giant egg out of wood plaster, and fiberglass. They created this nest for the egg to nestle in. It was going to be a big mystery thing. This big mystery egg. And then the egg was presented during halftime at the homecoming game. Hatched to reveal Kent, new, Kent State New's new mascot. A live eagle and a handler were brought in for the game. A new logo featuring an eagle with a lightning bolt coming out of its wing, which was created. Dolan said this is a logo that can still be seen on the Kent State Water Tower. So was that man dressed in like golden spandex? <laughs> I can only imagine how that went, like him riding on a horse. That, uh, I'm that glad there's no good. longer the golden flasher. Oh, that, that man. Dude, that's a great today's, point. Today's day. That is solid right there, Eric. The golden flasher. <laughs> we'll learn more about their team <laughs> specifically as we get closer. But. And we'll have a really good info in the know for you that day, too. We'll, uh, we'll make sure we get you all the info you need to know. On, so uh, the team uh, having some Utah State's football team having some practices here this week, and then because of bowl festivities, they'll be traveling early next week. Yep, they leave next Monday, and they'll be there a couple of different days. They'll do some festivities. They do some part of it's a charity know, challenges that they normally do. Yep. So uh, anyway, that'll be taking place the tail end of next week. So it's Utah State. So here's the rundown of everything else for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, seven teams going bowling. And that's the most in a couple of years since, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but so Utah State going to the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. We should go through the whole list of bowl names and try to say them ten times fast. Oh, that! Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. We are going to play a game in the second hour that you will not want to miss. Oh boy! No, no, you'll love it. You okay. will actually really enjoy this game, Eric. All right, I promise you, you'll I'm like down it. With that, okay. So that game is going to be Friday. That's December twentieth. Time here is when it starts. It'll be at five thirty our time. On ESPN2, and so that means uh, KVNU game day coverage will likely begin at 3.30 in the afternoon and go right up until kickoff, and then as soon as the game concludes, as soon as the bowl game is over, back on the air again with KVNU uh, Aggie call that night. Uh, Other teams in the Mountain West that are participating, and that's really, that's the first day of the bowl season, if I'm not mistaken, on Friday the 20th. Then a couple of Mountain West teams Involved on the 21st, you have San Diego State versus Central Michigan in the New Mexico Bowl, which uh, they don't have a title sponsor. The game's on ESPN. Do you remember that whole story about some guy who duped the New Mexico Bowl officials? Oh, yeah, dude, with like, the building gonna... and like they took a photo of it and everything, yeah, and they not... didn't even look inside. There was inside. nobody inside. And but it was totally it... blank. His headquarters. For oh, this... yeah, dude. <laughs> Big fancy, like, Freaking one of the greatest company. rigs I've ever seen since yeah. the Sacramento Kings. It's funny. Uh, so anyway, San Diego State versus Central Michigan, New Mexico Bowl on the 21st. That'll be at 12 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl will be on ABC on Saturday the 21st. That'll be at, at uh, 5.30 our time. Great matchup here. This is one of the great matchups of the bowl season. Number 19, Boise State versus Washington. Great. There's two great teams there, but you also have Chris Peterson going up against his older team that's gonna uh, be his last uh, dude they they knew that was coach. coming they were thrilled about that matchup oh you know they're geeked oh, yeah. out about that one that that's tickets are going to be a premium there vegas has to be super excited yeah. about that one. yeah that's one of their best matchups in a while on christmas eve hawaii, the sofi hawaii bowl it'll be hawaii versus byu uh that is at uh, three o'clock hawaii time so what is that our time seven o'clock yeah, because so wait, back in the day Seven when they Mountain? Yeah, it's a three hour difference, isn't it? I think it was four. Is it four? Because I remember when John Russell used to do the post game for a ten o'clock game in Hawaii. It was. I think it was either a six or seven o'clock game. Oh man, that's been a while. So right now. Yeah, actually no. Live three hour difference. Someone just tweet at us and let us know, will you please yeah, if you're it's listening? A three hour. Three-hour difference. So it'll be 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, so then after Christmas, we go to the Cheez-It Bowl, and that's Air Force versus Washington State. That will be a really interesting yeah. matchup too, I think. Yeah, by the way, um, I told somebody this before this was even done, that if a Pac-12 team had to get Air Force, it is going to be a long day for them. Like, Good luck trying to stop that squad. You have to deal with an option attack? Oh, <laughs> I, I pray for you, Washington State. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be because you got a, a, a team An that carries it offense. out versus yep. a team that very rarely will just it use out. the ground and underground. So that's eight fifteen p.m. on Friday, December twenty seventh. That'll be on ESPN. Uh, then the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. That's Wyoming versus Georgia State. That's on New Year's Eve, two thirty our time on CBS Sports Network. That's Wyoming versus Georgia State. And then on January 3rd, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Nevada versus Ohio. That'll be on ESPN at 130 Mountain. So, not bad for the Mountain West Conference. You get seven teams going bowling. Uh, you end up in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, it's a non-affiliate. It's, it's a, the Mountain West was kind of an alternate position to mm-hmm. go there. But uh, you're going up against a, a Pac-12 school, so that's a that's a good bowl uh, yeah. for the Mountain West to be oh, involved absolutely. in, and good for Air Force that they get to participate in that. Just yeah, I, I wish they would have got a really good bowl, like a really quality. I mean, and Washington State's a is an okay opponent, but man, I wish. I mean, they. I want to see them against one of the big boys. Like like, I mean, I'm talking Iowa. I'm talking. I mean, I guess Nebraska wouldn't be in there. 
But Iowa, Minnesota would have been fun to see. Like Minnesota versus Air Force would have been a two-hour football game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Nothing to stop the clock. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Ever. Uh, so anyway, that's the bowl situation, as we know it, for the Mountain West. Uh, we can mention some of the other big bowls that came down. Where does Utah, University of Utah, what happened to them over the weekend and uh, their matchup? Um, consolation prize for them, but still not a bad place to land. Just, I mean, it just, it, it, it just it's really man. sour. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Uh, the AP and coaches polls are out for basketball. And uh, Way to go, San Diego State. Oh, and by the way, can we talk about the tweet that San Diego State student section decided to tweet out? Morons. <laughs> yes, we will definitely discuss that. Uh, USU versus St. Catherine. Touch more on that more tomorrow. <laughs> if there's much to discuss. Uh, but a little bit next hour, we'll hear more from Gary Anderson about uh, the bowl invitation and what's going on with Utah State football uh, for the next two weeks for them. So uh, more of that coming up next right here on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I just don't want you to cheat. I won't cheat. I don't even know what this game is. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, so, Utah. we got to mention the University of Utah. We're going to mention BYU. They're going to Hawaii. And actually, I think that's really good for Hawaii. They'll sell a lot of tickets for that game. They don't have to travel. Um, that'll be good for the University of Hawaii. And you know Hawaii. what's really great about this Bulls? That it's an old whack rivalry matchup. Like, you think about it yeah, back in the true. day. Those teams... Those two squads used to duke it out really hard in Hawaii. Yes, yes. And BYU loves to recruit in Hawaii. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of attention on on the islands for that game. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be good, really good for both schools. Good for the uh, for for the town and uh, and good for both schools, good for the bowl. Uh University of Utah, uh, they just I think they just looked past the Pac-12 championship game and was it was Thought they were a foregone conclusion. They were going to be in the top four, and just got hit in the mouth. Can we talk about that game just first before we get to the bowl game? I think Oregon, and I said this on the show last week. I feel like Oregon was just sick and tired of hearing about Utah week. They no, nobody ever said, "Hey, if Oregon wins, they're in the Rose Bowl and they're going to be able to compete versus a pretty good quality team." And all everyone was saying, man, if Utah wins, are they in the playoff? Are they not in the playoff? Is Oklahoma over Utah? What is? How much does Utah have to win by? Do they have to win by 21, 14, 7? And Oregon's like, what the crap? We're here. Yeah, they got to still right get past here. us. So then all of a sudden, Oregon goes out there and just annihilates Utah. That game was not that close. No. Oregon did whatever they wanted to offensively. Most of that game was going on while I was on a plane. Yeah. There was a guy sitting in front of me and just to the side so I could see through the cracks of the chairs. He was watching it. So we're on a flight back to Salt Lake City, so there were quite a few interested people on that flight. So some guy had some Wi-Fi, and he was watching it on his laptop. So I was kind of cheating and watching best I could. Um, but, yeah, I think that um, the way that Oregon had Herbert running the ball a lot and something that he yeah. hadn't really done all year, yep. uh, and then that – they were more physical on defense than I think Utah was expecting, and the Utes just got smacked around. Yeah, they, you want to talk about not showing up to play. Well, I thought they made some adjustments in the second half. In the yeah. third quarter, it's like, okay, Utah's going to make this interesting. But you can't spot a team a, what, 17 or whatever was a point 20 lead? points. 20 points. You can't do that. You can't do that against an Oregon football team. Uh, well, you can't do it against a top, you know, top, top team. Top team, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, Whittingham's going to go to the Alamo Bowl, but I can tell you right now, they're, it, do you remember in 09 when Alabama lost in the SEC title game to Tim Tebow and the Gators, turned around and had to play Utah, and everyone said, well, dude, and Utah beat him pretty hand, 31-17 was your Smoked final him. there, yeah. and everyone said, well, Alabama didn't want to be there, and I thought that was such bull crap. I thought that was such baloney. You know, Utah just out played him, out-physicaled him, and that's the truth, and out-coached him. Mm-hmm. But I never believed the whole entire theory of well, Alabama didn't want to be there. 
I wonder if Utah really wants to be in the Alamo Bowl. I mean, dude, you were that close from either being in the playoff or being in the granddaddy of Mall in the Rose Bowl. And now you're in neither. And you're in the Alamo Bowl versus Texas, who's seven and five. Uh, see, I actually think that's a it's a good place for them to land. It obviously yeah. would have been better to be in the Rose Bowl. Obviously would have been better to be in the in the college football playoff. You know, they got passed up and so they were in fact there's a lot of Utah officials who were worried they were gonna get passed up by by the Alamo and have to end up in the Holiday Bowl. Alamo Bowl has a has a nice payout. Incredible good payout. Nearly eight million dollar payout. That's not too shabby. Yeah. What does the Holiday Bowl have? Uh, let's see. Holiday is that? Bowl. I, I'm trying to figure out why people didn't want to go to the Holiday Bowl. Why is this such a bad deal? I mean, you still get a pretty quality opponent, don't you? In the Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl is uh, just under six and a half. So Alamo Bowl is a better deal. Who who's in the Holiday Bowl? Do you know? I uh, I'm kind of throwing that on you. I apologize, but uh, I just. I was instructed not to look at the bowl. Oh, actually, yeah, don't. Don't. Never mind, because that's going to be part of the game. Good point. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, you know what? Texas, that's a named program. Yeah. It, it's a national program. Has it it's take, a big payout. Has, I think Utah wants to flex their muscles and say, Texas look, that was a mistake. Is watered down, though, because of their lack of success in the last two or three years? Do you feel like that win over Texas would be like, yeah, we beat Texas? Or is it like... Texas sucks now. Like this doesn't even matter. I mean, is it watered down from what it used to be? Uh, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, they really haven't been in the national discussion for quite some time. But still, it's Texas. I mean, a lot of people know Texas football. Yeah, uh, and it looks good in front of recruits. I'd say maybe I'm crazy, but no, that's a great point too. You get down into Texas and spend yeah. some time down there talking to some of the locals. Oh, that's true. Come home with I, I a big fat paycheck. That's kind of like a home game for the Longhorns, isn't it? Uh, it's not too far away. It is a lot closer, obviously, than Utah. Uh, hmm. Didn't they just? Didn't they fire Todd Orlando? I think Todd Orlando, former Utah State defensive coordinator, was at Texas. If I'm not mistaken, he got let go. Who's at LSU now? That was Who? Dave Aranda. That's Dave Aranda. Another, I can't keep up with Mall dude. Yeah, another former defensive coordinator. <laughs> Yeah, uh, sounds about right. So wait, is because is, yeah, Charlie Strong's the coach, isn't he? Or is it no, somebody else? Tom Herman. Oh, was it Tom Herman? See, dude, I Strong was at South Florida and just got just got fired. He did at South Florida. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez, dude, I'm telling you, like, and this is far off tangent side, but those like take coaches who are small time and go big time. Just figure out, dude. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. And I know Matt Wells is only, that's only year one. So you got to give him a couple years to figure it out. But, you know, Red, Red Raider fans kind of want to know what happened, you know. Uh, Gary Anderson's experiment with Wisconsin and Oregon State didn't go as planned. Uh, Charlie Strong definitely didn't go as planned at, at Texas and then at South Florida. Uh, and you taught Orlando. And then there's a couple other coaches, too. Who went big time and just never ever got the ball rolling, um, and didn't last long. But it makes you wonder why coaches like I don't know. And I mean, we'll see what Lane Kiffin does at Ole Miss, but he couldn't do it at Tennessee. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's matured. If he's yeah. Yeah, but the only person plane, who I saw have success mentally. was yeah, Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson, I thought had genuine success at, at Washington. Yeah, they were in the playoff. Totally shocked a year or two stuck. ago. Yeah, yeah, they were in the playoff. So I mean, he's he's had success, and now he's going to call it. Well, I I think it's temporary. I uh, yeah, I think he's going to be back somewhere doing something with somebody. Do you think he goes back to a non-power five school? Oh, man, I think – I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't think so. You think he stays in the Power 5? At- I think he goes to a Power 5 program. Hmm. Maybe not one that has a lot of attention on it. Yeah. But, like, but, but, but what Power 5 program is that? Oh, there's a fair number. Okay. SEC conference or no? 
You think he stays away from I that whole? No, I don't know if he'd go down to the. Me south. neither. I that's. I think it's a big. I 10 just don't think that's his personality. Or an ACC, maybe. Or another Pac-12 location. Jobs got to open up there, though. Yeah. And I mean, I guess was it Kevin Sumlin over at Arizona? He may not be lasting long. Right. It's incredible. It's just inc- like the coaching because you always think like, oh, the coaching carousel is going to be quiet this year. Well, what do you freaking know? We have like what five coaches out in the Mountain West. How many coaches do we have in the Mountain West right now? Bobo, Davey, UNLV. Those are not a coach. Just those three that I'm aware of. Okay, and then maybe Boise State, depending on Brian Harson. Now, usually Brian Harson says, "Look, I'm here to stay. I'm going to stay." This year, he said, "Well, you know, we just try to compete in a bowl game. We got a bowl game to play." And you're like, "Ah, am I taking off there, big guy?" Which you know what? He's he's had a great great run at it with Boise State. Why not? Why not? Um, I think he'd be a good fit for a lot of different colleges. I think he'd be really, really, really good. I'm just checking. Has Arkansas hired somebody? Uh, no. Oh, Sam Pittman. Wait, what? Arkansas hired Sam Pittman? Yes. Sam Pittman officially announced his head coach at Arkansas. Was he at Georgia? Where was he? I am pulling that up. What about Missouri for Brian Harson? I just because uh, Brian Harson had some time at Arkansas State. So I just wondered if maybe that would be a place that he would go. Hmm. Missouri? What about Brian Harson in Missouri? Mm. That would actually that be a really be, good fit. Right. The, the way they like to do things there offensively. Could be interesting. Um, but yeah, there's there's coaching changes and some some schools trying to make the decision uh, who they re- find as a replacement quickly in before the uh, early signing period, so they don't lose recruits. Uh, and there's some debate about whether that uh, that rush to sign somebody right away could be problematic. You you potentially save this year's recruiting class, but if you rush it, and you make the wrong choice, if you choose haste over finding the right fit, it could mess you up for longer term than just saving a recruiting class. Well, and Brian... Yeah. Hey, one thing I can't understand is that the rumor of Butch Jones going from SEC to Colorado State. That, there's Nothing in my mind says that's a good fit. Nothing. I don't. What I don't understand is how Colorado State keeps looking to the south to find their coach. That's a good point. Yeah, because Bobo was what the OC at Georgia. Is he back? By the way, is that her? He's right? already got a new job. He's going to be the offensive coordinator at South Carolina. So he's going to. So wait, that guy just got canned from Colorado State, where well, he departed. He yeah stepped away on his own accord. Oh well, wonderful for him. But then he ends up at South Carolina across the country as an OC. Of- Back in the South. Good heck. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't... I'm a little surprised that uh, Colorado State keeps looking that direction to find their, their head coaches. But uh, it's still... I haven't really heard anything about um, UNLV or New Mexico. Any of the rumors that are going on there. Oh, I don't uh, think anybody U- wants to touch that bomb in New Mexico, though. Uh, Utah did make a move today. I think it's in response to some of these openings to extend Morgan Scally. Morgan Scally. Which, dude, you knew that was coming because you know he was rumored. He was in the mill, spinning like crazy. And Utah's like, you know what? It's it's time. It's a good move by – it's a great move by Utah. It's a great move by Utah. Yes. He's a heck of a ball coach. And do you think that puts him in as the uh, coach in waiting for Whittingham kind of category? Yep. I think that's why they did it too. I think that's why they did it. Uh that's just my opinion. Uh, but uh yeah, that's uh, that make it make complete sense if you if you were to ask me straight up. Uh hey, this just in Heisman finalists. Oh, heading to New York City. Okay, can I guess really quickly? Sure. There's four of them. Uh, I'll, I'll go from least likely to least unlikely. Uh, Joe Burrow, LSU. He's he's my top candidate. Okay. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma's been incredible. Correct. Who's the quarterback for Ohio State? Is it Fields? Justin Fields. Yeah. Is he on that list? Yes. Um, uh, doggone it. Um, from from Georgia. Nope. No. Uh, and then, uh, the receiver from Oklahoma. I don't remember his name. Nope. Really? He's not a running back. No joke? He's not a quarterback. He's a defensive player. What? There's a defensive player on this thing? Chase Young at Ohio State. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. All right. I think that's great. He Good. definitely deserves to be there. Yeah. He is a difference maker on the field. No without joke. Question. So Burrow, Fields, Hurts, and then so three quarterbacks and a defensive guy. Right. Two players from Ohio State wow. are finalists. I think Joe Burrow wins it running away as of right now. I think he's just been incredible. Uh, I, th- I agree. I don't know if it'll be unanimous, but he'll he'll run away with it. Sure. Hey, speaking of quarterbacks, we got to talk about this situation. I don't know if you want to do it next hour with uh, our own quarterback here and the rumor mill that's hitting around and it's starting to pick up steam for whatever reason. We'll have to hit that up sometime. And by the way, we still need to talk about, look, my Patriots have a serious issue right now. And we're in the midst of a controversy. That's not even a controversy. But your Cubs, Chris Bryant, saying goodbye? What? I haven't heard this. Oh, well, you might want to stay sitting down and bring a change of diaper. <laughs> I guess I've been out of, the, out of the area a little bit. I've been disconnected, trying to get caught up. Uh, so a lot of things we still need to get caught up on. We'll figure what that is. Uh, top 25... Uh, polls are out for I don't basketball. Talk about this. I'm not talking about we'll it. We'll update that. Uh, and next hour, we'll hear a lot more from Gary Anderson about uh, the bowl announcement. Utah State going to Frisco, Texas, to take on Kent State. And the rumors are, are starting to heat up about Utah State's quarterback and what he might decide to do next year. So we'll discuss all that coming up on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Just saw uh, conflicting reports here. On, well, this is going to be an interesting discussion next hour about Jordan Love. I uh, would you? Oh, I'll save the discussion for next hour because there's so many questions I want to ask you and just get your thoughts on where you stand. I guess just in a moral stance in this regard of people spreading this kind of stuff. If it's true or not, why would they do it? But the fact that it's picking up steam's got to scare you to death. That's that's what scares me the most right now. Potentially. <coughs> um, hey, speaking of rumor mail, Chris Bryant? Yeah? Maybe there is rumor. And I, uh, I don't know how thrilled you're going to be about this because I know you said you've been on the islands of San Diego. But that they could be facing uh, uh, needing to trade Chris Bryant. Philadelphia has became uh-huh. the strongest suitor into that mix. Atlanta's been one of those teams. Houston has been one of those teams. They uh, they can't afford it though, uh, and the the Yankees have been one of those teams as well. You you are a day of hard Cubs guy. You have seen the Cubs through their good and bad times. What is your thoughts when you hear Chris Bryant and trade rumor? I clench up a little. I think he's a great young player. He hasn't been in the league a long time. Uh, granted, when he first came into the league, he was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, his second year, he was still really pretty good. This last year, I mean, he was okay. But I, I think you'd have to be... I'd be worried about trading him after just one mediocre season. Yeah. But, Especially to Philly. Yeah. But that being said, the Cubs really need pitching help. If If they can get a lot out of him and can get some really good pitching help in exchange... It might be uncomfortable, but it, it might be worth it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I hate to see him <laughs> go because I mean, he was the face of the franchise. I thought it was going to be the face for this, of the franchise for a long time. I didn't think it'd have this short of an ending. Yeah, I know. I agree. 
By the way, the uh, the winter meetings were going on or are going on in San Diego. Oh, they are. Yeah, we drove by the hotel. It's all big signs. Like, oh, should we stop in and see what's going on? <laughs> uh, top twenty-five polls are out for college basketball. Uh, last week, Utah State was still in the top twenty-five after losing a close game on the road to a very good team. But the the AP voters. Uh, didn't really like Utah State, apparently, because they dropped them 10 spots in the poll after the loss. After an eight-point loss with two guys who are out. Right, with your starting center and the backup center out. And then it completely fell out of the coaches' poll. And I talked about this last week, but that tells you just how ignorant the AP poll is to watching all of basketball. That they pick their they pick and choose what teams they want to watch and say, yep, that one works for me. Now I texted an AP voter and I said, Did you drop them 10 spots in your polling? He said, No, I dropped them two. Uh so this week, Utah State, this past week, Utah State wins two conference games, one game by double digits, another game in overtime by seven. Against a team that you're always getting it's just a rivalry that is. Right. They play well. Gotta understand against that. Fresno State. And Utah State is not seen in either poll. Yep. They win two games and they fall out of the poll. <laughs> in their place, San Diego State creeps into the top 25 in the AP at number 25. In the coaches, they come in at number 24. <laughs> but oh, there's still man. teams with three losses that Vill- are in the AP top 25. Villanova's one of them, aren't they? Illinois has two losses. Seton Hall has three. Oh, jeez. North Carolina and Michigan State both have three. So Utah State is effectively 26th in the AP, 28th in the coaches. Uh, so they get St. Catherine tomorrow. And if you want to know about St. Catherine, I've got, I'll tell you this. They have two guys on their team that you need to remember. And I'm not even joking when I tell you this. I am flat out dead serious. Two guys. One's name is Jesus. The other name is Gabriel. I'm not even kidding you either. That is exactly it's what their good, name is. Good time of the year to play. Be one of those guys. Could you imagine? I mean, just like the TV play-by-play call from the Mountain West Network tomorrow. <laughs> not, no, I'm not going to do it. Never mind. I don't want to. Uh, but San Diego State, good for them. For me, I'm... It's good to see another Mountain West school in the top 25. By the way, if you're an Aggie fan, you want them to be undefeated coming into our house on January 4th. I would love it. Be undefeated coming into our place. What I don't like is their student section tweeting at us, hey, regular season rankings over preseason rankings. Am I right, USC basketball? I would be like, you know what? Come play us. Come play us in January 4th and see if you're saying the same damn thing. Why are you saying that now? Yeah, shut up. Unreal. Keep your mouth quiet. <laughs> they lost one game on the road to a very good team with their two centers out. <laughs> it's not like they've lost four games and they're just atrocious. Oh, according to San Diego State, they are. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention this earlier. Air Force in the top 25 in both coaches and uh, AP in football. By the way, good for them. Yeah, good I for Air Force. Awesome. That's well-deserved. They had a great boy. Year. They earned it too. <laughs> yes, they really did. Yes, they did. That one loss to Boise. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, they're going to throttle Washington State. They're going to throttle Wa. Dude, I, I'm telling you, no Pac-12 team can withstand that whole rushing attack. That's just a different, and you can't, you can't uh, copycat that, right? You can't use that in practice squad and say, "Hey, I want you to run it just like this." <laughs> you can't. But Washington State will never be out of it. That's because true. how much they pass. Yes. How prolific they are in their passing. I just can't wait to hear Mike Leach talk about Air Force. All right, some additional <laughs> thoughts before we send it off to the next hour. And don't forget, to, we'll discuss more and we'll hear more from Gary Anderson about the bowl invitation to go play Kent State in Frisco, Texas. Uh, and uh, some more things about Utah State basketball all coming up next here in the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 well, FM, thirteen. Welcome back, by the fan. way. It is so good. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I had no voice by Friday. <laughs> you, you were burning the candle at both ends. Calling a Mountain Crest game, then doing the morning show with McCall, and then turning around doing the Full Court. Like, I was done. I was just done. Were, I imagine you were pretty fried by the end of the week. Literally and emotionally. Uh, San Diego State with victories over Colorado State. A big blowout victory on the road. And then a last-second shot to beat San Jose by two. Pushes them up ahead of Utah State in the AP and coaches' polls. Granted, San Diego State is still undefeated at this point. I think they should be ranked. Should Utah State be unranked? No. Utah State should also be ranked. They did nothing to warrant dropping completely out of the top 25 in both polls. Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe they've been playing with fire a little bit. They've had a lot of games that have been really close. And to some teams that shouldn't be that close. Utah State has some things they need to fine-tune and figure out. Or they're going to have a few more losses pile up here over the next week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, they got a tough schedule. It's a pretty tough stretch. Yep, yep, they do. Tomorrow night's game, notwithstanding. But I like that the Namish Keta was able to get in some game action yep. on Saturday. Ten minutes, nine seconds, and six points on and six He'll probably throws. get some game action again tomorrow. Then he'll probably get a lot more game action on Saturday. So he he needed to get some rhythm and get some game action before. It's a big game on Saturday against BYU. I think they work him in just a little bit to get them ready for BYU. That's what I think. They work him in a little bit tomorrow, get his legs ready, get ready for BYU. They need him for BYU against Tilly Childs. They need him or else they're in trouble. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll hear from Gary Anderson, his thoughts about the bowl invitation to go play Kent State in Frisco, Texas. And we'll continue to discuss uh, this. Seems to be an ongoing debate on Twitter this afternoon about Jordan Love and his intentions and its decisions that are facing him coming up after the regular season, after the bowl game this uh, next week. So we'll hear more about it come next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The college football playoff is set. Number one, LSU takes on number four, Oklahoma. Number two, Ohio State plays number three, Clemson. Basically the usual suspects, with LSU representing the SEC instead of Alabama. Coming into the final weekend, the only real question was who was number four. With one loss, it was likely an easy choice to take the Sooners over other teams with two losses. For now, the committee can breathe a sigh of relief. That doesn't mean the season's been perfect. Saturday nights felt a little flat throughout most of the fall. Only a handful of teams have a real chance to reach the final four. The system basically worked this year, but it's far from perfect. The upcoming playoff matchup should be fun, especially Ohio State versus Clemson. I'm not sure the excitement level is quite where it should be for a sport that should be thrilling every season. And that could mean changes to the college football playoff are possible as we try to get this perfect. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.